This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Learn how operating differently can help you overcome the pressures facing your dealership today at reyrey.com slash operate differently. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. I'm Jake Neer in for Jamie Butters. And I'm Callan Walker. Today on the show... GM and Samsung win tax breaks for a $3.5 billion battery plant in Indiana. A new indictment against a former Apple autonomous car engineer could signal bigger security risk for the industry. And California seeks formal EPA approval to ban new gasoline burning car sales. Plus, retail tech startup Techion took the unorthodox move to buy its own dealerships to test out its services. Our own Mark Homer talks about why it was such a surprising success for the company. By owning these companies, they could test multiple functions in multiple departments and basically get real-world experience as they were putting their software programming and design elements together. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. General Motors appears to be moving forward with a plan to build an electric vehicle battery plant in northern Indiana. The automaker has proposed spending $3.5 billion on what would be its fourth U.S. battery plant. According to a development agreement filed with St. Joseph County, the project just west of South Bend would have roughly 1,600 full-time employees by the end of 2027 at an average wage of $24 per hour. County officials on Tuesday approved a development agreement and tax abatement with GM for the project. It alters an earlier agreement approved last year between the county and Ultium Cells LLC, the name of GM's joint venture with LG Energy Solution. Talks with LG broke down over a fourth battery plant that would follow three in operation or under construction in the U.S. In April, GM formed a joint venture with South Korean battery manufacturer Samsung SDI and said the two companies plan to invest more than $3 billion to open a plant by 2026. A GM spokesperson said the automaker has not yet decided on a location. Industry and legal experts say the recent indictment of a former Apple autonomous driving engineer has big security implications for the entire auto industry. United States recently charged Wei Bao Wang for allegedly trying to steal the company's self-driving technology and fleeing to China in 2018. According to multiple news reports, Wang left Apple to work at Jidu, an electric vehicle startup jointly owned by Chinese tech giant Baidu and automaker Geely. Experts say the charges against him send a message that investing in emerging technology is crucial, but the industry must be proactive against security risk. Nathan Pekarsik is the co-founder of Horizon Advisory, a geopolitical consultancy that focuses on China. I think it's yes that it's a signal from the Biden administration that these types of risks are going to get increased attention. I think that signal in particular is directed toward the American industry as well as to counterparts in China who might try to be perpetuating intellectual property theft across different sectors. This is the second public allegation of illegal transfer of automotive technology intellectual property to a Chinese company in recent months. In April, LiDAR maker Outster sued Chinese Hisai Group on allegations of patent infringement. 
The state of California is asking the Biden administration to approve its plan to require all new vehicles sold in the state by 2035 to be either electric or plug-in electric hybrids. That's according to a letter seen by Reuters. The California Air Resources Board approved the plan in August. It's now asking the Environmental Protection Agency to approve a waiver under the Clean Air Act to implement its new rules. They set yearly rising zero-emission vehicle requirements starting in 2026 and would end new gasoline-only powered vehicle sales in the state by 2035. The Biden administration has repeatedly refused to endorse setting a date to phase out the sale of gasoline-only vehicles. And the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration wants to update its tests to help crack down on the pedestrian death crisis in the U.S. NHTSA's new test would measure pedestrian protection in collisions and the ability of advanced driver assistance systems to prevent crashes. Pedestrian deaths have been on the rise in the U.S. in recent years. Experts blame an increase in dangerous driving behaviors since the pandemic. Drivers struck and killed more than 3,400 people in the first six months of 2022 in the most recent data available. That amounted to an average of 19 deaths per day. And those are today's headlines. Coming up, we'll hear about Techion's novel and surprisingly successful experiment owning and operating its own dealerships to test out its software services. That's next on Daily Drive. Economic uncertainty, vehicle affordability, and ever-increasing customer expectations are threatening the profitability and efficiency gains you've made over the last couple of years. You may be finding the strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. You offer online options so customers can begin the buying process remotely, but your salespeople have to rebuild the deal or correct it during the in-store appointment. You ask your advisors to be proactive about calling customers to get work approved, but still wind up with occupied bays and stalled jobs when the customer doesn't answer the phone. Your business office clerks are trying to process deal jackets faster, but funding still takes weeks. The strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. Getting better at outdated and inefficient processes will only get you so far. Let's face it, Netflix isn't a household name because they got really good at mailing DVDs. And nearly half of Apple's revenue comes from the iPhone, not from the computers the company was founded on. These companies evolved as new challenges presented themselves instead of sticking with the status quo. It's time for a mindset shift. It's time to operate differently. Finding new and innovative ways to operate is essential to effectively managing the pressures facing your dealership. Visit reyrey.com slash operate differently to get started. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jake Neer with Kellen Walker. In 2019, Techion was a technology company toddler, a three-year-old startup betting it could upend auto retailing with a dealership management system driven by artificial intelligence. When it was time to aggressively test and refine the technology, executives came up with an idea that was unconventional, to say the least. A dealership involved in an early Techion pilot program was for sale, and the company decided, let's buy it. What happened next surprised even the biggest supporters of the plan. Automotive News retail reporter Mark Holmer wrote all about it for us. Mark Holmer, welcome to Daily Drive. Thank you. It's good to be here. The story that you did on Techion is, is fascinating, and I want to start with how did Techion come up with this idea in the first place, and, and how did they put it in motion? 
Well, it, it, it was kind of a, uh, a very much informal thing. Uh, the, the CEO got wind of a dealership that was for sale and thought, hmm, it, it might be kind of interesting to buy a dealership because then I could have this this laboratory that's really close by and, and test things a lot more than I would otherwise. And so then what happened? I mean, that, this is this is really novel, I believe, in this space. Well, uh, they he pitched the idea first to his executive team, and they were skeptical because Tachyon was, at the time, a couple of years ago, was still a relatively new technology company. Dealership management system companies don't typically buy dealerships. They're their customer base, so they wouldn't really buy them. And on top of that, Tachyon was a relatively new. They hadn't raised a lot of money yet. And they um, needed to watch their cash as a relatively new company. So some of the executives were like, uh, why would we want to do that? That's way apart from our mission. It isn't what we're here to do. And they talked, they, he convinced them, and they bought a first dealership, and then they bought a second one. So how did it work out? What happened after that? Did they uh, find that it, I mean, it sounds like it would come with its challenges for sure, but how did it go? They consider it to have been a very successful thing. And they were very careful in how they set it up, which I think increased their odds. For example, they kept on the management from their, um, you know, from the prior ownership and they gave the general manager an, an ownership stake. So he'd have incentive to do well and they keep the dealerships running. They had software engineers, they had designers that were at the dealerships every day and they would be there to answer questions, troubleshoot, just by watching and observing. They could be right there on the spot and come up with ideas. And um, that was a big boon to them because, you know, software companies, dealer management system companies and the like, they do pilot projects all the time and they test their software or their new ideas or products with dealerships, but they usually test just one or two functionalities uh, at a time because a working dealership doesn't always have the time to do everything. And by owning these companies, they could test multiple functions in multiple departments and basically get real world experience as they were putting their software uh, programming and design uh, uh, elements together. So tell us a little bit about the technology, the software itself. What were they testing and what did they learn in the process? The technology is basically an, an artificial intelligence-based dealership management system. So it, it takes the, the DMS platform idea much, much further than, than some of its peers. And uh, a, a noteworthy aside, the, the CEO was a, an early executive with Tesla. So as they were building their system, by having these dealerships, they could test everything. They could test how to handle all the functions of the car buying process, but also back end office functionality to make sure it all worked seamlessly and, and was together. And um, so some of it was mundane. Some of it was like very forward thinking on how they blended things. And so they had this space to do everything at once. I'm curious, in your story, you note that Techion now has these dealerships for sale, and the company says this was never a long-term play. But with the success that it saw with these, 
why not make this a long-term play? I mean, Techion itself says the dealerships have made, quote, tons of profit. Why not keep this going as maybe a real-life testing platform for new products that could possibly bring in some additional revenue as well? I think that's an interesting thought, but there are a couple of things at play here. Techion is not a dealership owner. And in the long run, I think it's it's important to realize that it's a potential conflict of interest for a technology company to, to own uh, p- potential customers. But it also, companies in, in, in the technology space do best when they focus on what they're good at and they're built to sell uh, technology. So I think this was a finite thing and, uh, and needed to be by design. And the third thing is Techion is a private company. It's uh, venture funded in excess of $460 million. So it needs to focus on some kind of exit strategy for its investors. So longer term, it needs to double down again back on its main focus and mission. But it also needs to now, as it has, because it has its product in the market, it needs to focus on the commercial side of things and building its business so it can be profitable. Do you think this is something we could see other retail tech companies trying out? I don't think it's going to be a, a common thing. Uh, this was kind of an unusual blip, in my opinion, in, in the auto retail market. It's, it's an interesting story to follow because it isn't something that necessarily is going to repeat itself. Um, this was uh, a, a relatively new to the auto industry CEO who was thinking out of the box and said, hey, why don't we do this? And it hadn't really been done. And people pushed back and then they realized, wait a minute, this should be done, at least tried. And the worst that could happen is it doesn't work. And lucky for them, it did work. And where does Techion go from here, especially in a space as competitive as retail technology? Uh, you know, what what is their near term and sort of long term future looking like at this point? Well, as I mentioned, it needs to go. Uh, it needs to focus on its commercial uh, commercialization. It needs to build up sales. It needs to become profitable. It needs to become viable. A private company like Techion does not release financial figures, but it, it is not most likely not profitable at this point and its investors are going to want their money back at some point so they either need to build up a viable commercial program on their own to be a good standalone company and a true rival to the others or or its p- potential target for acquisition when companies that are venture backed reach this point it's it's usually one or the other and so it's, it's, I would guess you could call this a crossroads at this point in terms of looking at what's going to happen next. Mark Holmer is a reporter covering dealers and retail technology for Automotive News. And the story is Techion's big dealership experiment is a big win. You can see it in our print edition of Automotive News or at autonews.com. Mark, thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jake Neer in for Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to our own Karn Dingra, Lindsay Van Hulley, and Paige Hodder for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on retail tech, manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation with Jackson Switzer of Redwood Materials about the myriad services that the company provides outside of EV battery recycling. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.